You are listening to Cape Shit, a podcast taking a chronological and often spoiler-heavy look into the Marvel Cinematic Universe films, one film at a time. Okay, let's get this show on the road, gang. Welcome back. It is Cape Shit, the show where we look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe chronologically, one film at a time. And I am your host, Lee Russell. Uh, I am joined by my esteemed panel of co-hosts. Uh, first off, we have Carrie. How are you doing, sir? I'm well. Nice to be back. It's, it's been a little while. Cheers, yes. everyone. Yes, uh, we have uh, our co-host from the regular "They Must Be Destroyed on Sight" podcast. Uh, Lady Lee is jumping in again. How are you doing tonight, ma'am? Absolutely awesome. Excellent. Um, and we are joined by Taserface himself, <laughs> Greg. <laughs> How you doing, sir? Ah, fear my name, Taserface. I'm so scary. Uh, sorry, Lee, I don't know if this is the right time to discuss this. I'm still waiting for the check from the last cape shit that you promised us. Are we uh-huh. using it out soon, or uh, how's that happening? Well, you're you're still living in New York, right? Uh, uh, no, I'm in Toronto. Oh, I keep sending the checks to New York. I, oh, shit. Okay, I'll, I I will get I'll get with my accountant and and oh. we'll we'll figure out where all the checks it's went a, to. And we'll da- the damn New York, Greg, always stealing my money. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll do we'll we'll figure something out. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> we can't pay for cape shit. We got nothing for. They must be destroyed on site. I mean, this <laughs> is this, this is the, this is the show that gets more more listens actually. Oh. Uh, lately, it has been weirdly enough. Um, well, it's because we we talk about movies that people have heard of. To be fair. Yeah, that's true. We've been talking about movies that people know. A couple of them, well, yeah. Yeah, the last about some, some couple citizen people, who yeah. likes canes or something. I don't know. Yeah, okay, well, everybody knows that fucking movie. Like, yeah, we well we, we did citizen. Love it. Everybody knows it. Well, we did citizen. I've never seen it still. But we did we did Citizen Kane and we kind of shit on it. So I mean, <laughs> there's that. I re-listened to that podcast. We did not shit on it that bad. We honestly gave it a lot of praise, considering neither of us were huge fans of it. We gave it a lot of praise. We did, we did, but then, but then we followed up with Fly Me from 1973, which nobody has heard of nope. except for me, and that's why I picked it for the show. But, um, uh, but so yeah, this is this is Cape Shit, the podcast about they must be destroyed on the inside. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's all part of the same universe. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this time out, we're doing the 15th film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 from 2017, written and directed by one James Gunn, who just hey. recently released another movie uh, that some, some of us have seen, and it's actually pretty good. 
there's a there's a squad in it. There's some suicides. Um, oh. Well, actually, there's no suicides, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's it's got a bad title, but it's a good movie. Um, but yeah, uh, we have Chris Pratt as Peter Quill, Star Lord. Uh, Zoe Saldana as Gamora. Dave Bautista as Drax. Vin Diesel as Baby Groot. Wow. Bradley Cooper as Rocket. Michael Rooker as Yondu. Karen Gillian as Nebula. Palm uh, Cl- Clementiaf as Mantis. I don't even know what her. Um, ethnic background is some sort of Asian ethnic background, but the Clementiaf throws me off. Sylvester Stallone as a star car or good or gourd or good or gourd or good. And we have Kurt Russell as ego. And this is a film where star Lord discovers he has a daddy and uh, he decides, Oh, I'm going to hang out with my dad and alienates the rest of his uh, crew. And all the crew have some family issues going on. Really. It's, it's a movie about family issues with a lot of sci-fi shit going on in it. Um, before we get into uh, talking about the movie, as we always do on this uh, show, we quickly delve into the box office for the weekend that it was released to see uh, what the top five or so were. So guardians of the galaxy, Surprised to no one de- debuted as number one with $145 million uh, in box office receipts from May 5th to May 7th. Following that up, uh, and these were all films that were basically had been sitting in the box office for a few weeks at least. Uh, the Fate of the Furious had $8.5 million. That is a disparity between, <laughs> and that's a big franchise too. Uh, if, if the Fate of the Furious had like debuted in the same weekend. Yeah, but how, how many weeks had it been out though, to be fair? That's the thing. I think it was like, like it's ninth week or something like that. Yeah, and, that's... Number three was The Boss Baby at $6.2 million. Oh, I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know what The Boss Baby is. Don't uh, even... Apparently don't, there's it, a new one out. It's not good. I, I okay. didn't see the new one. I saw the original one. Not good. Not good. And then we have uh, number four. Under the top in that yeah. moment, just thinking of the movies where you're like, wow, I would watch none of these. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, wait, you, you don't know what number four is yet. Uh, oh, number four true. is four. Number four is how to be a Latin lover with 5.3 million. Okay, yeah, oh, exactly. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to keep going with what I just said. <laughs> sounds, sounds pretty racist to me. Uh, and number, f- number five was, uh, I think this is the live action version of, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. 4. I, was, I contributed to that. You did? Yeah, I definitely saw it because Beauty and the Beast was my favorite movie growing up as a kid. So I absolutely saw it when it first well, came out. The action movie of it was perfectly fine. Like it was. I enjoyed it. Basically, there like, were some things that I was mad that they changed and some things I was mad they added, but I do enjoy Overall, I did enjoy it. Listen, I mean, I'm listen. sure you were very pissed off that they made that one character gay. Yeah, what? absolutely. Wasn't there yeah. in the first? <laughs> really? <laughs> let, 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 listen, listen. The only live-action Beauty and the Beast oh. movie that I will accept as canon is Meatloaf's "I'll Do Anything for Love, But I Won't Do That" video, and that's the end oh. of the fucking story. Okay. I thought he just wanted to see Ron Perlman reprise the role. We'll fight about it. I see you in about two months. Yeah, well, we will, we will wrestle, we will wrestle. There's um, only time for him to fuck it up before then. He <laughs> <laughs> better not. I'm picking him up. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so we'll get into it here, and uh, I'll go in the same order I introduce people. So first off, I'll throw over to Carrie. What are your sort of general thoughts on this one? Um, 
it has moments that make me laugh and smile, but overall, um, this is this is not one of my favorite Marvel movies. It's got some some really big, weird, odd plot holes and just odd decisions that they made, and just it, it's 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 a thing that I watched a few times. Yeah. Okay. Uh, moving on to Lady Lee. Uh, what are your sort of general thoughts on it? So I'm a sucker for superhero movies in general. Like I just get so involved in the the fantasy universe that whether or not I like it, I'm gonna love it. Like that's just generally how it is for me. Um, I'm just one of those suckers. Like I am absolutely one of those suckers. So yeah, I did really enjoy it. I found this one to be um, like almost more childish in some areas, though. So like when they're comedy, because I know they do comedic things for purposes of like making it funny but i found them very like childish humor versus more of a, a clever humor but even then i still fucking love it <laughs> just a stupid soccer for superhero movies <laughs> all right and uh, gregory so my opinions changed on this one i've seen it three times um first time i saw it possibly through some sort of illicit means. I, I can't remember that far back. We, we don't need to talk about those terrible times. Uh, then the second time I watched it, uh, I think I was when my wife and I decided to go through the entire Marvel universe of which she had seen none and just watched it all. And then tonight I just watched it trying to cram in for that exam right before the, it's happening. Um, <laughs> every time I watch it, I tend to like this movie more. I really didn't like it the first time I watched it. Um, I still maintain, I think, the main plot is not great. The villain is not great. And the ending seems... It's almost like Lord of the Rings where it has ending after ending after ending where it should have ended and then it just keeps going for another hour. That being said, I find the characters to me really work in this. Uh, I like a lot of the subplots of... uh, just a just little shit between characters that's going on. To me, that kind of more and more is winning me over and kind of making me be like, yeah, the villain's not that interesting, but it's kind of just like, that's kind of the journey to get there. So I really do like it more. Plus, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but Mantis, she has so many fetishes for me that she just works on so many levels. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm... Reason I, likes it. I'm uh, definitely a thumbs up move for me. Uh, again, I really... It was probably towards the bottom of my list of Marvel movies when I first saw it. Now it's it's definitely my upper half. I don't know where I'd stick it. I don't know if it would be like a top ten, but it could possibly break in the bottom of the top ten for me. I don't know. I know where you'd stick it. <laughs> you, know, you know where I'd stick it in the in the ugly chick. I like this a lot, actually. Um, uh, you're, you're right. There's there's not much of a story to it. It, it honestly feels kind of like a dry run for Thanos. Like it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a Thanos light kind of thing when he comes to the villain. Like, uh, so Kurt Russell here is ego. He's basically just this self-made space God who came into existence alongside the time that our universe was created. So he has no, like he's got no parents. He doesn't know where he came from. He doesn't know any of that shit. So he did, he's like a self-made God. And really he's just a large, brain that's also psychopathic and he's kind of kind of thanos light right like he he wants to mold the universe in his image in a way he wants to like absorb all life and make it an extension of himself basically is what he's doing instead of you know murdering half the fucking universe how did you get that whole plot like the 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 weird 
blue goo stuff that like starts to blah 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 over the planet. It's like it's, uh, ter- terraforming the planet to to make it a piece of him, basically. Is that what that's supposed to really be doing? Like, so it's gonna like, like, because I don't know that that that, that really wasn't explained. Like, like, you know, that was just really, really weird. Well, well, yeah, he he planted he planted those flowers in thousands of planets over like billions of years, right? But just like, what was the what was the end goal? Like, once those are all done, like to make them come together, or yeah, to make them to make them all part of himself, basically. And then it's just all that. That's that's just weird. I don't know. I just. Well, yeah, like he's he, like he, you know, he traveled around. Like he had this story where you know he he tells in like these visual that, dioramas that he makes. That made that was one of the most annoying exposition scenes I've ever seen in a movie. I think it is it is a little convenient, but at the same time, it's like that planet is basically him. He yeah, can form matter in any way he wants instantaneously. It was so. still just and it was still just a way way too convenient a way to just dump all of this exposition right there. It just it was. And as Greg says, he has a penis. Uh, I, I love that. I love that. I love that. Drax is like, Drax just comes up with some of the best lines. You know, he's talking like, it's like, I like him because I like him because he's humble like me, you know, like or modest like me or whatever, you know. Beautiful so, on the inside. On the inside. <laughs> love that one like <laughs> and he he starts he starts like making puke faces he's like i was thinking about having f- physical intimacy with you or whatever <laughs> i felt i felt they took that joke too far honestly it was just like they i don't know there's a few a few jokes in the movie where they're just you like, know, maybe, like, like wait, he was saying child, the childish level was just a bit i don't know just, just the way he delivered it to me that i was just like okay like I, I i love him in this role in this movie like i liked him in the other ones but yeah they probably did take the joke too far but the delivery worked for me it, it, it does fit his character though because he's he's a guy who can't lie and like doesn't understand he basically doesn't understand uh you know metaphors and things like that you know like everything is very straightforward to him and he, he says everything straightforward so you know it's like the ego coming forward like the id and the the ego I'm sorry, the it in the But but yeah, no, I I I enjoyed, <laughs> I, I enjoyed this overall. Um I I think it I think it works for the character stuff actually alone. Like honestly the story is just kind of backdrop. And I I mean I think Kurt Russell is decent as the villain. He's still not, you know, as far as Marvel villains goes, he's probably somewhere near the upper tier. Like he's sort of just sort of cresting over into it. Like at least Kurt Russell tries with the stuff he's given you know like he's charismatic he's kurt fucking russell he's he's decent anyway as he goes along he slowly becomes more like his actual personality comes out and he becomes more pompous and you know inflated ego you know in sense of himself and it's a uh, super ego i missed um, really made the mistake last time yeah uh, there you go and like uh you know where he starts explaining to uh quill basically i went around and i met all these other species and they were all disappointments and he just starts talking like a fucking nazi all of a sudden you know and he's like and then i realized well if none of the life out there is going to match up to me then i'm gonna have to recreate all life in my own image and you know make make it an extension of myself kind of thing i have um a point that i want to make about that actually so he kind of has this idea of like the perfect world and the perfect person and everything a big reason why i kind of have a massive enjoyment for this movie is they always talk about uh self-made families so not blood families but the families that you create as the the bonds that you build with people Mm -hmm. so the family that you actually choose and i think that's a really powerful 
powerful statement because a lot of people in like the LGBTQ community have to do that because they get abandoned by their uh, own blood and like their blood relatives. Like they literally get kicked out of homes. They get disgraced. They get uh, shamed. They get everything. They have no family. And a big thing about the LGBT community is emphasizing the fact that you don't have to respect your family if they treat you like shit. And the case of this storyline, it was perfectly set. The father wanted the son to basically destroy everybody because he didn't like them. Mm-hmm. Like the father didn't like them. And I think that's such a powerful statement to make. I don't uh, I don't know if people really caught that in general, but yeah, it's denying your family and realizing the family you actually have, which is the family that you've created through the bonds and connections over time. Well, that's, that's the main through line to the whole thing, right? It's, it's all about, you know, m- y- your family is not always blood. It's, it's the family you make. That's, that's your real family, basically, mm-hmm. you know, and it's speci- okay to reject them too. Yeah. And, you know, in Kurt Russell's case as ego, he, he doesn't even have a fucking family. So like he, he, he doesn't even understand what it's like to have loved ones. Like that's such a foreign concept to him. Like he says he, the first time he understood love is when he hooked up with Quill's mother. Even then love was so powerful that he almost stopped his mission of becoming like this fucking space God, and, and he was like, I'm, I might settle down on this planet with her instead. And then he decided, no, uh, you know, when it comes to randomly put a tumor in her head for no yeah. reason at all, you could have just he, left the planet and not came cause back. He's, Cause he's a psychopath. It just, oh, that, that, that's, that's the thing. Ego, a yeah, I don't know. But yeah that's a, ego. That's, he that's the thing. Everything. He, yeah, he, it's like, cause she could, she could never, here's the thing. She could never uh, live up to his expectations and she couldn't survive outside of, outside of her natural lifespan. But if he, he was looking for in the, you know, he's looking for a perfect offspring that has his genes that can survive along with him. And then that, and he finds that in Quill, like Quill has the genes or whatever in him basically. And like you, you see that pit of bodies of all the children he had, that he left in, in inside of him down there in, in the in deep in one of the caverns in inside of him as the planet, right? Like all those bones, those are his progeny that, mm-hmm. you know, he went thousands of different worlds and fucked different thousands of different aliens. Mm-hmm. And, no, and none of them, none of them picked up the genes, you know, in, in their kids. So he like, they were all disappointments to him. So he killed them all. Like he, he's, 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 he's a psychopathic fucking narcissist. It's like, no. uh, oh my god, what's the one who killed his wives every time they? Oh, uh, blue, Bluebeard. Bluebeard. Uh, like Henry the. Like, wasn't it Ed, yeah. Ed, King Edward something or King? Oh yeah, yeah well like, yeah yeah. He killed all his wives because Henry Henry the Eighth, I think. Yeah, I'm Henry the Eighth. I am Eighth. I am. I am. I am. But that's just kind of what it reminds me of. It's like one of those things where, okay, well, you fucked up. Cool, you're dead. Like that's just kind of the same idea. Like the way ego shows up in the movie for me is even in a weird problem that I have. Like it's, I finally found you is what he says. But like after he just ex mocking us out of fucking nowhere and saves the day from the sovereign. So it's the sovereign who in the the whole beginning, they have this weird battle scene. They look like, let's just keep it all focused on baby Groot and not show you any of the cool shit going on. Yeah. There was some funny stuff with baby Groot, like randomly stopping in the middle of the battle to make sure he didn't need a bug. Was really dumb, but also kind of funny. I won't deny. I and so like, and then they go. They they win the fight with the big monster. They go to the sovereign. The sovereign say, "We 
can't risk our own to, to do this. So thank you for doing this. And then Rocket steals the like that the batteries the, the Galimbler battery, and uh, they fly away. And then the Sovereign come after them in these remote piloted ships. That I thought was silly. Why didn't why couldn't they use those remote pilot ships to attack this thing when it showed up? Why did the Guardians have to be there at all? Because uh, I, th- I think they made, I think they're actually, because all that battle was in the background, they're actually making a slight little joke about how some of these fucking CGI battle scenes in previous Marvel films were kind of stupid and, and were non consequential to the fucking plot. Uh, and, that makes sense, but still, like, they, they, they didn't need to be there. Work. They didn't need to be there at all. Like, but it's they, more like just showing your power, right? Because they're basically yeah. saying, like, we can basically. Be, get anybody to do whatever shit we want to do and we can okay. choose whatever battle how, how about like sk- skipping ahead a fair bit when Taserface is in the ship Taser just face. before it explodes and gives them the coordinates and they laugh at his name and then the other guys get away and do 700 of those fucking jumps to get where they're going and then the Sovereign somehow would have shown up where Taserface blew up and they somehow were able to make those 700 jumps and be right there at the end how did that I, happen? I think the Sovereign in general would have been fine as kind of a f- plot joke at the beginning. I think they overdid them. I thought they had no real reason to be in the finale of the movie. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I thought the head chick movies. was really hot. I, she she was, was hot, but who cares? Like, like <laughs> Even the carpet, like, the carpet get, like, that got stuck, I thought was like, eh, it's not really the, that the, funny. The, the, carpet, the carpet alone, I thought, was just kind of a dumb joke. And then when it got stuck, I thought that was, oh, huh? Huh? There, there yeah. is. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt. Like, yeah, there, yeah. there is, there is oh, stuff they could. Yeah, there, there is stuff they could exercise from this. Like, it's, yeah, um, they, they could have made this like an hour and forty-five minutes, and it would have been a lot tighter. I agree mm. with that too. Uh, it's, I find too, it, it almost felt like they were trying to have a younger audience, which was kind of hilarious because, like, a lot of kids like superhero movies, right? So the thing is, if the kid wants to see the movie, high chances that. Okay, well, everyone has to go. So that means mom, dad, whatever kids, yeah. or whatever the case may be, your mom, mom, my dad, dad, who cares? <laughs> Either way, whole family has to show up. And that means there's more tickets that are sold versus like if it's just a couple or just a single person, it's just them, the two people are just one person going. So mm-hmm. it's rarely, or even teenagers who are like, oh, superhero movie, awesome. They'll bring all their friends. Again, with adults, there's like yeah. less. So I think they really tried to have a target market of a, a younger audience, which I thought was hilarious because there's so much goddamn destructive violence. <laughs> but yeah. On, on that note with the, uh, the, there's a couple scenes that I'm sure were kind of more geared towards kids. Like when Rocket was taking out the Ravagers in the forest and they kept mm. blah, 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 blah. And it was just overkill. And then uh, the scene with uh, see the, the scene with uh, where Yondu breaks out and gets the new fin and like gets the arrow and just, they're just killing guys all over the place, and like, how so does that, the arrow even really work? And then, they're, they're, when they're walking through, the people are just falling like rain. Like, yeah, I, the, the, the arrow's I like that part. I like, that part. Yeah, I like it. I, I, I didn't. I, I did. I didn't really care how the arrow works. Like, I, I just, sort of, I just sort of like, it's fine. I don't give a shit. It, it's cool. The guy was trying to learn it and like shoot Strax by accident. That was pretty funny. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't need explanations yeah, for a lot of this shit. Um, I, I will say, like the Ravagers ship, like Jesus Christ, how big is their crew? It's like the fucking crew of the Starship Enterprise or some shit, and yeah. they're just supposed to be like space pirates. It's like a lot of red shirts. It's like yeah, you got a, a lot of them. 
you got a fucking army there. That's not just space pirates. That's that's like you, you could you know take over a small planet with the amount of people he has. But um, I'm I'm fine with the like the gaps in logic. Like I would I would argue like that's kind of James Gunn's thing. I got one uh, more kind of gap in logic. Just the the sheer number of times in this movie that characters should have at least like if not been incredibly seriously injured, dead. The Milani, Milano, whatever his ship is, when the the in the beginning when all those sovereign things are firing on it, yeah, and it's just okay for a really extended period of time, or then when they crash and Drax is hanging on and Gamora somehow is Superman, like just no problem hanging on to that, which they never really explained her strength, maybe, so I guess that's, that's fine. But maybe that's, Drax, maybe, maybe Drax that's why bouncing this... off the trees and stuff, and then he's just ah, that was fun and like. He's yeah, it's not kind been of, shown to be that strong ever of, before. It's, it's kind of cartoonish, but I mean, but ah, maybe, maybe, I, maybe that's why the Sovereign needed to, to uh, hire the Guardians of the Galaxy in the first place, because for all their pomp and circumstance, their weapons are really bullshit. And they, in that <laughs> fight where the monster has this tiny cut, and he's like, oh, we're going to exploit that tiny cut, and that's somehow... Well, I mean, I, the, the, the joke there was, you know, uh, Zamora starts out with a gun, and Quill's like, you never use a gun before, you usually use your fucking sword. And then at the end, it's like she could have used her sword all along and cut that yeah, thing right open. Yeah. That was yeah, the joke. It was the joke. It was like that. That whole that whole thing was find just it that funny. Well, I Sorry. mean, that that no. that's five different strokes for different folks, right? But yeah, yeah. But yeah. fucking like, I I think the whole point of that opening was this is these big scenes with battles with monsters and stuff tend to be just really busy and really stupid and make no sense. And let's look at baby fucking Groot and see baby how cute Groot. he is. And there was um. Sorry, there's going to be some... I'm going to say this before I forget it, but there was a point that Karen made earlier saying, uh, why didn't Ego try and find um, his son earlier on? Because there was the whole... No, no, I, no, I, no I, I meant... The point I made was, like, they didn't explain, like... I, we knew that he didn't find him because, like, uh, fucking Yondu was, like, keeping him hidden, basically. But we, ne- we never got to figure out, like, he never explained how he did finally find him. And that's just, that was my I almost thing. feel though um, that he had the possibility of finding him whenever he wanted to. Cause even though Yondi was hiding him, I think like the idea that ego was this like self-proclaimed God. If that's what it was, it was then I would have liked them to like, that's just something was, they could, they could have, they could have explained that super quick and just been it like, it was more that know. how they introduced ego was how he's just like, Hey, by the way, I'm going to destroy all these people for you. And I found that was a really big, like control move. So it was the idea of like <laughs> introducing the characters together. So son meets father and son is kind of amazed by how the father saved him in that way. That's so what that I was con- kind of thinking. Yeah. So there's that kind of control thing. So it, it's saying like, Oh, this is kind of the perfect opportunity to introduce myself because you're in such trouble. Like he, that, yeah, uh, I figured uh, like, and like I, he can just appear, he can just appear anywhere at any time. Not no, exactly, but no, but he's he like was just he was just there hanging. Out. Like they never explained that. I just I don't, there, I don't know about that. I don't like that. He was he was there in a spaceship. Doesn't work he, for me. He found them. Like he he knew where they were going to be. How? Because he's fucking ego, and he fucking knows. Like doesn't he, work for me. Uh, what what Lee is saying is that he he's known basically all along. He's kept tabs on him, and he's been busy finishing his job of planting his seeds and all these other planets mm-hmm. before he does his master plan. And he needs Quill to finish his master plan. I also, don't know Just that he's work in, in the meantime not looking for other kids too. Like it's like yeah, he found Quill and Quill's the, I, 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 the golden boy now. But like mm-hmm. 
he at the time like up until now he may have just been looking for other prodigies that just so far have all disappointed him and he just quill is just next on the list it could be mm. yeah. but well, no, then like why, why why did yon do why was yon do sent to get him then and didn't do it like that was the thing that happened well, too like, like they, they, they supposed to get a lot of like it, it sounds like yon got more than one and then eventually he did yeah that's the, the thing where he's like well you're just murdering them so i'm gonna save this one and then he's like i'm not using yon anymore He's no good. Yeah, the, the whole the whole idea is that Yondu fucking his his conscience actually kicked in, and and he you know he he kind of realized holy fuck I'm just bringing these kids to be killed, I got to get this kid the fuck out of there you know mm-hmm. like he, he he's he's just having he's having a turn of character he's like shit I can't I can't fucking do this to this kid you know when he he, he finally he, he had a turn somewhere in the past where he realized like thirty years ago that. Fucking! This is what fucking ego's been doing all along. It's just taking these kids and sucking them dry and killing them, basically, because none of them can hold up and do the thing that he needs done. So, fucking ego's playing a super long game, right? Like yeah. he's been do- he's been doing this for billions of years, and a mass even- manipulator. Mm-hmm. And he even says he even says to Quill, "Okay, since you're not going to willingly help me." then I'm just going to make you a fucking battery for a thousand years and see how you like that shit. And even then he's saying like, it's going to take a thousand years just for whatever him and Quill are supposed to do with their power to, you know, take over the entire universe. Even then it's going to take fucking forever for anyone else basically. But he's like, yeah, a thousand, another thousand years now where we, we get this final phase of my plan uh, going kind of thing. So he is, been like a master manipulator for like billions of years, like putting all these things into place. Like I, I have no problem buying that he's he's kept track of Quill ever since uh, ever since he was born, and especially ever since he fucking touched the Infinity Stone, which was yeah. like the, the, the tip off that he was the special one. So he's like, okay, I'm gonna keep my eye on him, finish up a few little things here and there. I gotta get done, and then voila, I I I appear in the space egg. And and I and I, I save your ass at the last minute, conveniently. Yeah, way too, because yeah. that already puts him in a way that his yeah, son admires him and wants to be like a part of his life. Because he's like, "Wow, you saved my life! Like you haven't seen me in so long. You've been looking for me for so long." And it's a good way to just kind of fuck with somebody's head. So, like on a psychological standpoint, like it would it would make more sense to me that he has known where he was. He was just like, "I need to wait for the right opportunity because I need to really." use you for everything that you're worth. Mm. I really like that user. I really, really appreciated that when he delivered the line that he's like, I put that tumor in your mother. There was literally no conflict. It wasn't the whole thing where he's like, Oh, I need to fucking decide what side I'm on. No, he just blew him away. Or at least he tried to Mm -hmm. like, I really appreciate that, that they just didn't fuck around with that. They weren't like, Oh well, you know, he may, maybe I should see his side or whatever. No, no, you're you're dead. I'm gonna at least attempt to kill you, and that's what he did. Like it was, it was it was an on-off switch, and I, I like that. I didn't like that they tried to continue on with the whole. Oh well, he's my dad. You know, he probably had good intentions. It was probably okay. I like well, that. And for whatever and for whatever reason, yeah. right when that happened, I wasn't a fan of him turning his David Hasselhoff. I don't know. That just like it took, I took, took, took me out of took me out of it for a minute or something like that. It's just it was, like, weird. Uh, everyone loves the Hoff. Hey, you gonna shit? You gonna shit on the original Nick Fury? Come on now, dude. That's no, I, I, I love David Hasselhoff. I just wasn't a huge fan of that weird situation. That's the thing with the whole like control and manipulation thing. Uh, okay, you, you, you. Okay, I got to just make a quick point. 
Lately, you keep making these points about like, you know, I, I understand you're studying this stuff in college, but a lot, I'm not, not it's like, no, 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 these things you're picking up on and saying are just not things that are working in my brain kind of thing overall. Kind of yeah, but I can still saying. say them because they're my opinion. I know. I'm just saying, just letting you know, that like <laughs> a lot, a lot, I'm just sure a lot of people are because I'm not going to fully comprehend a lot of the no, but it's nuances of what you're getting into. I'm just saying. explain because, because yeah. Greg made the point. And he said exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. So anyways, because of that, I completely forgot my point because I have really bad short-term memory. So thank you. <laughs> and uh, yeah, let's just keep going. Yeah. Uh, so do we have any sort of final thoughts we want to put into this before? I've got like just three little trivia pieces I picked up out of the massive I, amount on IMDb. I, I honestly am excited for the next Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. where like I believe Thor is going to be involved. And I want to see what they do with that. Mm, and uh, like Nebula would be part of them now, officially, instead of just being the estranged sister. Basically. Didn't mention that I was a big fan of Nebula in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was. She, she had, uh, just for whatever reason, I have a big crush on that actress, especially when she's dressed up as Nebula, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I guess. It's a fetish, but, right? but um, yeah, like the, she had some really good joke that the stupid unripe fruit thing. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. Like she, she might have been one of the highest points for me in the movie. Well, she, she brings like in, in this, in this movie where there's a lot of jokey shit, like, you know, and some, some of the stuff becomes more serious at the end, especially with like rocket and fucking Yondu, you know, fuck realizing they're both kind of the same dude, really. Mary Poppins y'all. So that line has to get some credit. But I mean, so like Karen Jillian is, is Nebula here. Like, she really brings a lot of the more harder edge when it comes to the dramatic stuff in this one. You know, there's some real deep-seated hatred be- between her and... Um, Most of uh, the jokes that she makes, she says, like, deadpan. Like, it's not meant, it's not come, meant to come off as a joke, but it makes yeah, you laugh. And, and, and yeah, she's very, and, and she's very... Uh, she's, she's just very, like, nonplussed by all these, these stupid idiots in this crew that are just fighting amongst each other and saying childish bullshit. Like, you know fucking Quill and, and Drax or, you know, like, fucking frat boys pretty much, you know, just making stupid jokes all the time, and when they're, when they're fucking on uh, Rocket, you know, um, and, and she's just, like, looking at these idiots like, oh my god, what in the fuck am I stepped into here? This is fucking bullshit. Uh, can I just, you know, stick a sword in my sister's throat and get the fuck out of here kind of thing? Mm. And, and at the end, they kind of realize, you know, oh shit, you know, we're still sisters and we shouldn't let like oh. what Than- what Thanos did to us, his his abuse basically, because he's, you know, he's he's not even like their biological father. He's he, he uh, adopted, quote unquote, them, yeah. you know, and, and, and abused them and used them as his, as his fucking tools. So, you know, they even they even they they create their family basically you know tiny thing that one other the the weird the the thing with Groot in this movie is just really weird rocket still understands him perfectly but Groot is still like the scene where they're trying to get him to go get the fin and he like like it was funny he comes back with Mm -hmm. a severed toe at one point but then like that scene they talk talk about hats and stuff but it's just like but like it's my like, favorite fucking joke. It's just I, so, I, I really it, it love was, that. It was, it was funny, but it was annoying at the same time because it's mm. like where 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 is the where, where's the communication breakdown happening? Like, I where, don't care. What it's. Just, <laughs> I don't care. It's like you're talking to a kid. They understand you, but they don't really understand yeah, you. Yeah, I I I, don't I, I honestly don't really care. Weird. Like this film, it was I just funny, but it was it. weird. 
I just yeah. go with it. Like, yes, you're right, Carrie. 80% of this film does not make sense at all. Like, yeah. it, 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 uh, it doesn't. It was, it was but, fun. It was fun, but just overall, like, it just, I, I, I love, it went, I love, it went too far overall for my over analytical brain. Uh, okay. I okay. They but made a lot of, they made a lot. Okay. I'm going to get this point in because I'm not going to forget it again. But they made a lot of points of uh, showing how control meet abuse and manipulation can really fuck with like someone's head when it comes to family, especially because ideally, like anytime you hear family, you're supposed to respect their decisions. You're supposed to respect like everyone says, but they're your family, but they're your sister, but they're your whatever. And in the case of uh, the two sisters, they can understand that where they were brought up in a sense that they were told to hate each other. Like they were literally brought up to fight against each other. And when they realized that their father was a piece of shit, it kind of bonded them together so they uh, were able to connect on a level to understand that neither of them really understood why they had to hate each other. They just understood they were in competition. And then in the sense with ego and basically trying to control his son, saying, this is all yours. Uh, I'm your father. You should listen to me. And at the end, you see the power of him saying no. Like, fuck you, you're an awful human being. It just shows um, how families use that family tie to try and force their their offspring or whoever, like their children, to do and say what they want them to say. So it's a very powerful thing to see when the children are actually against the parents and saying, you are wrong, you are bad. And you see it in two scenarios here. Like you see it with the sisters and you see it with the son. Like it's just, I think it was just a really brilliant kind of uh, allowing people to understand you're not always gonna agree with everything that your parents tell you to do. And like what blood relatives tell you to do. Cause if they're wrong, if it's actually wrong and you feel wrong, it, you can say no. So I mm. think that's just kind of something that was, uh, it was brought up. I like, again, this is, this is just kind of my field. I love seeing this shit because it really, it, it empowers people. It does because they see superheroes being like, holy shit, my parents want me to be this piece of shit person. These superheroes are like going against the parents. Like I can do this too. Like, I just think, I think it was very powerful in that sense. Should have called it Guardians of the Furious. Wow. Oh, yeah, family, family. family. Oh, I mean, well, we, you did, know. we did have Vin Diesel in, in mm -hmm. but he he, he would have said family, but he would have said I am Groot. Oh. Yeah, well, he's but, but no, that 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 is actually my favorite joke is when they're trying to get him to 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 get that fucking fin so they can break out. At one point, he yeah, haul, like he that. hauls that fucking table. How in the fuck did he haul that table through that ship? Without waking anybody up, oh, like they're, that. All, they're all they're yeah, all. It's, it's, <laughs> that was funny. No, no, the, 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 the scene when he gets his revenge on the uh, one guy that was fucking with him, when he just like mm. when he loses it and becomes like baby Groot, Groot of death. I like that a lot. I'll give I'll give that scene a lot of credit as well. That was I, really good. I, I, I like that he he got that eye that we know gets used in Infinity War at some point. Um, mm -hmm. I'm just gonna I'll just say so. I, I'm gonna probably like uh, piggyback a little bit off uh, Manly here. Where okay, so we were talking about video games before we started this this podcast, and the, this movie reminds me of The Witcher, The Witcher Three. Mm -hmm. Okay, not a particularly great main quest. Not that interesting. A lot of really good side quests. And that is almost like where this movie for me goes is that the main quest, a lot of problems. I don't disagree with Carrie. I don't, it doesn't, I don't get bothered by it as much, but the main quest, not that interesting, but all these little side quests, you know, you, you got, uh, what is it? Uh, Drax and the, the, what's, what's the chick's name? Uh, 
the the Asian chick with the mantis. Mantis. mantis yeah. Thank you. Uh, you know all the interactions with. Oh, we got this, man. We got this by the ass. There we go. All right. Uh, Sorry the uh, the interactions <laughs> with uh, any, anything with Yondu sort of in Star Lord I found very interesting or Yondu and um, even uh, Rocket Raccoon uh, anything with Groot there's uh, another example of two characters I like I'm just oh the two sisters uh, sort of doing their fighting thing I was kind of hoping yeah. they'd do a little kissing thing at the end but they didn't but that's that's just fuck you that's, that's, just, that's just Greg trying to introduce his own his own piece. Hey, listen, I'm entitled to my opinion too. Right? They're not tech. They're not. Say they're fuck not. Fuck you to your opinion. We, we, we made we you made the point of that. They're Thanos kidnapped them both. They might you know be sisters, but they're not related really. Yeah, they. I mean, it's all right on Pornhub. Yeah, it's, it's, oh, it's, yeah, it's okay as long as you don't have a baby. That's what we know about incest. But anyways, moving on from incest. Uh, overall, I, 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 again, I didn't like this movie the first time I saw it. Uh, as I've seen it a few times now, it's the third time I've seen it. I, I actually really do like it. I actually will say, go on record saying I actually think I prefer it to the first one. The first one does have a much better soundtrack. This mm-hmm. one tries. It's not as good as the first one. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I really enjoy that it sort of does sort of lead into Infinity War and, and, uh, and Endgame to a degree, just because this is kind of how this shit leads into it. Um, and the introduction, yeah, like Lee mentioned earlier. Mm. And they're also, they're also, yeah, and they're also, they're also, they're also, yeah, like I said, the dry run for Thanos, basically here yeah. in, in a way. Yeah, kind, kind and, of. I can totally see that. Yeah. And um, they they did set one seed for something that's probably going to be Phase Four Marvel, which is, uh, and it pro- yeah. probably you'll end up. He'll he'll show up in Guardians Three. Adam I imagine. Warlock. Adam Warlock. Yeah. So I want to back really quickly is. on something that Greg said. Uh, yeah. He talked about the music. Uh, yeah, I definitely think like the first one, the music was uh, coordinated a little bit better. But mm-hmm. my goodness, do I ever appreciate how they still incorporated that same theme of music in the second movie? Because mm-hmm. that was one of the things you really do appreciate. You can connect those two movies together where they're still taking like classic hits from uh, back then and incorporating in this modern movie. So, oh, and the Zune. <laughs> I really so, yeah, it's just what it's just what everyone's listening to on Earth right now. Yeah, I had, my ex's you know brother what? had his. I, re- I, I, I reject. I've, re- I've, re- I've rejected Apple since like way back in the day. I had an eighty gig Zune. It was badass. Did it have three hundred songs on it? Uh, probably had more than that. Actually, oh, eighty wow. gigs is low. I. Anyways, I love that. I love that they connected that with the whole music and they kept it going. I thought that was just a brilliant uh, kind of nod to the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, well, his Walkman got destroyed, right? So he had to do yeah, something. Yeah, yeah I, I just thought that was very brilliant. It was very smart, and it was kind of still that joke because Zune didn't make it, but mm-hmm. uh, iPod did, so I really thought that was hilarious. It was very clever, but also just final point, uh, the cinematography was fucking incredible like visually this movie is just watching a whole dream in reality like it's just so beautiful to watch all the scenes every time you enter different planets every time you get into different scenes every time like the action happens it's just your eyes just want to watch like you're just assaulted by all these colors and vibrancy and amazement and action they definitely I, have Marvel I, I would agree with that up to, up until the point of like the last battle scene where all we get to see is Rock, rocket raccoon and groot inside the hole and then they ask for tape and everyone asks if they have tape and it just it was again it was kind of funny but like 
let me see some of that battle, please. Again, I liked it. I liked it. I, I, I immediately connected to the opening to me. I was like, yeah, you know what? These these big CGI things, we don't have to do it every time. You don't have to see it all. Let's do a joke instead. Let's let's have Groot doing something cute again. Even and that, then, the uh, fact that, like, why, why can't Groot just figure out what he says? He explicitly says this one, this one. And no, I'm going to push this one like that. that I found that pretty dumb. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, he's Groot's dumb. It's, it's fine. It's like Baby Yoda's kind of equally as dumb when you think about it. But I th- I, again, I th- that was the point that I made earlier where I think it's trying to reach like a younger audience because those kind of jokes do appeal to a younger audience in general. Mm-hmm. Like that is something that you laugh at as a like guaranteed to laugh at as an older person. You're like, what the fuck? But younger, you're like, eh, that's so funny. And guess what, what now, Carrie? Groot is a teenager now, dude. Oh, shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, so we do have a, a couple uh, little trivia things I picked here. So according to the visual effects artist, Ego's planet contains one trillion polygons. At the time of the film's release, this was considered to be the biggest visual effect ever made. Baby Groot is, and this is something that I actually didn't consider. And I was like, oh, oh, you know what? That actually makes sense. Baby Groot is actually the offspring of Groot, not the same character as confirmed by James Gunn on Twitter, where he posted, first Groot is dead, Baby Groot is his son. I thought he was more like a clone. In a way, he kind of is. But, you know, uh, because I assume, like, he kind of inherits old Groot's, some of his memories and stuff, or at least some sort of, like, tangential, like, connection to his crew and his family and shit. Because, you know, he's still got, like, sort of the bond with Rocket and shit. But, um, yeah, uh, I found that interesting. Also, this is, I wanted to pick this one out because uh, there's a Marvel show co- coming up, I think, maybe this month. The the yep. uh, the What If, the animated uh, show. Uh, the Bald Aliens with Stan Lee and his cameo are the Watchers, a race of aliens who appeared frequently through Marvel Comics in the 1960s, 70s, 80s. Uh, U2 is the Watcher assigned to observe Earth 616, the reality in which the regular Marvel Universe takes place. That that was that was also a weird weird thing that they did to try to like so all those times we saw Stan Lee he was with working for the Watchers like what no or just no he 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 ended up with the Watchers somehow they don't explain it but uh, he he's actually apparently some of his cameos he's actually playing the same guy. Like, cause there, there's some, there's like comments about uh, in some of the movies where he's like a, a, a delivery guy or a mail sorter or whatever in some like buildings. So a couple of his roles as cameos apparently are like uh, the same character. And, and in this See, case, just, he, he just shows up somehow with the, with the watchers and he's bores them to death with his fucking stories. See, that's just weird. I love weird. it. I think it's fucking funny. I think it's great that, you know, Stan Lee, who's always like so enthusiastic, like he's known, it's his persona, public persona for the longest time, having all these great stories and enthusiastically telling people about superheroes and stuff like that. And he goes to, he meets the Watchers and this is this meta commentary on he's meeting, you know, one of his, you know, one of his own co-creations, basically. Um, and he's boring them to tears with his stupid ass stories. <laughs> I, I, I think I think that's fucking funny. I think that's pretty fucking good. Never thought of it like that. It's not bad. Uh, but yeah, um, next time we're going to be doing uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. All that's right, the next, that's the next film. 
So, so it's, uh, January 2022. We'll see you guys. We'll probably get there. Yeah, uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll take a we'll take a little break and see what's what's going on. Who knows? We might end up recording one of these these months this month and release wow. it next month or something. We'll we'll see. We'll see what the fuck happens. But uh, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to doing Black Widow. That movie was a masterpiece. I am not looking forward to doing Black Widow. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, wait, Don't well, well, I haven't seen it yet, and I'm gonna watch it. So uh, it's up. a masterpiece. That's shut all up. you need to know. Yeah, shut up! No, don't. I don't even know. No, stop it. The nude scenes are fantastic. Oscar nomination for sure, at least. Yeah, I'm done. Move on. Mm. All right, Uh, Carrie, tell people where they can find you on the interwebs. Uh, Go to YouTube and search for Redbeard, but spell Beard B E E R D, and there you will find me. Mm -hmm. Doing Doing beer reviews and and um, food reviews now too in your car. Yeah, yeah, random food and drinks and whatever I can eat in my car. I, I, I ate a quesadilla today in my car. That was a terrible idea. There you go. Yeah. Did you did you shit in your car? No, but like the quesadilla was just really huge and That's juicy and it, like yeah. was dripping and it was it was a messy. Oh, the quesadilla, not the shit you left in your car. Okay, um, uh, Lady Lee, you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, you. you can find me at uh, They Must Be Destroyed on Site podcast. I heard that's a good one. <laughs> I heard so too. Uh, and also, if you pay their employees. Uh, <laughs> my <laughs> Danny All Star on Instagram, uh, I will update you anytime uh, we post anything on uh, the podcast. There you go. Uh, Gregory, and uh, beer burglar stuff coming soon? Uh, there's nothing really interesting uh, to follow me on. I mean, I'm on every Wednesday's Beer Analysis 101 with Nick Lowe, Mad, Mad Max Star, Maxwell Star, whatever the hell is. Mad Max Star. You want well, to that, again? <laughs> well, no, Mad Max Star is what his Instagram channels is. I don't know if, uh, I don't know what his YouTube, I think it's just Maxwell, Maxwell Star. Star. <laughs> Maxwell Star. So you can see me on the, that anal occasionally. Uh, well, Lady Lee sometimes shows up. Carrie usually shows up. Lee Manly occasionally shows up. So sometimes we're all we're all there. Um, beer burglar. I mean, you can go watch my old jacket reviews and my beer reviews. There's Where he's reviews. reviewing jackets, by the way, he's not you know jacking it while reviewing something. No, no, that, 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 that's for that's for my Pornhub channel where I jack it while drinking beer. No, this is actually me. I'll, I'll, I'll pair a beer with a jacket for no other reason, just because it's stupid. And hey, if you like it, you like it. If you don't like it, well, watch my video anyway and give me a thumbs down. Let me know how terrible I am. I have no comments, so please More tell attention. me. Please just tell me, tell me how how terrible I am because no one comments on any videos. So I'd like to know. I how need to go back now and watch all your videos. Um, eventually, I'd like uh, maybe I'll get a GoPro, stick it on my head, and do some mountain biking since that's kind of my perfect baby. But yeah, for now, that's not really a thing. So there's not really anything interesting. You've just wasted the last two minutes of your life listening to me talk. Uh, go go watch Redbeard's channel. He, he eats stuff in his car and makes a mess. And that's funny. Or listen yeah. to the other podcast, whatever. Fuck you. No, nah, don't worry. Don't worry about that. They don't pay their employees. So that's, I'm not that interested. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if you've listened this long into the podcast, all I got to say to you is. Oh, man. That being said, I think they should review that that Sean Connery movie where he wears a diaper again. That's a good movie. Yeah, Zardos. (laughs) Uh, But yeah. uh, What? What were we saying? I was going to say, that sounds like a really bad porn. (laughs) 
<laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is. In, in a way, it is in some segments, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll try to get another one of these out to you guys uh, a little bit sooner than what the two or three month gap between the last couple. So uh, uh, we'll, we'll work on that. Uh, thank you guys for uh, joining me. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you guys about these stupid ass movies. And uh, we will be back when we're back. Goodbye. Bye. Peace out. Bye.
You have been listening to Cape Shit. For other episodes, please visit tmbdos.podbean.com. Thank you. Drive through. Drive through.